the real uh, real growth of a company or real uh, productivity loss it happens at the plant floor not at the boardroom yeah. and boardroom is the last guys where they will record it and they will do something so what we i feel is that you know if we drive uh, that boardroom productivity tools to plant floors then there'll be a real innovation in manufacturing place so welcome to outliers this is uh, a podcast with outliers and uh, like i have been saying uh, last week we had a very good conversation with uh, dr uh, mashelkar in pune who we we i i thought he is more uh, an innovator uh, than an outlier uh, i am still in maharashtra and uh, i am in uh, a place called sangli for those of you who are not familiar with the place it is the place where one of the most innovative dairy companies if i may call uh, is headquartered and uh, it's called chitle dairy if you have ever been to pune it would have touched you uh, the first thing i mean the only thing i remember you know that i think many years ago i think 7 years ago or 8 years ago i was in one of your shops in pune and while ch- you know they gave you uh, they gave those rfid or you know radio the tags right and you go to the billing counter and everything <laughs> that that was way ahead of I, i had not seen any shop use those things i was like you know chitle is quite progressive and then of course uh, around 6 7 years ago I, i had the opportunity to come here and and look around i was fascinated by what you do and how you do so uh, i am with uh, vishwas chitle who is uh, the chairman uh, the yeah. chief technology <laughs> officer <you can. laughs> of uh, the chitle group yeah. uh, and so welcome vishwas to this podcast yeah hello <laughs> hello to the viewers and hello to the listeners, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, vishwas let me start by asking you this question normally i won't associate cutting edge with dairy you know uh, or i don't know how many people would but i have always found chitle to be at the cutting edge i mean be it radio rfid tags iot what keeps chitle at the cutting edge and why i think uh, that answer lies in our dna and uh, we the whole company was started by my grandfather in 1939 and he always uh, you know want to innovate always uh, want to change and i think the change is the uh, part in our industry where you know we change the things the way we do it so that change uh, brought us for innovation so if if you want to do one thing from a to b uh, you can have two or three options to go by a to b so we choose the best optimized option so we we reach destination b with the least cost the best performance and in least time but just to give you example sure. so what innovation we can use is to manufacture products give it to consumers so they they can benefit out of that they can get value to the money so whole journey of our 79 years is based on you know innovation and the innovation is the key where you know everything changes with the time and there are lots of innovation uh, which will keep on change and disrupt you know normal practices in the business so what what we try to do is you know 
what's really cutting edge technology which will help us to bring that innovation in product development distribution manufacturing and end, end of the day you know uh, we are the bridge between you know producers and the consumers because this is a highly uh, this industry is dependent on farmers and consumers who want wholesome milk so our whole idea is to bring in innovation in all the spheres of uh, you know uh, life so right from you know farmers to consumers so we want to make you know ease of use ease of uh, you know efficiency or increase in efficiency at the same time you know give them convenience give them value to the money so that is what drives us uh, a lot now uh, our story started uh, uh, you know with cars to cloud and you know and we we were uh, we are very keen on you know production of milk and i think i should tell you that you know milk has surpassed in terms of uh, gdp uh, more than rice and wheat so it's very important commodity for the farmers and their livelihoods so whatever innovation we uh, bring in to improve the productivity will you know help millions of the farmers and we are always open and we feel that you know we always invite people we try to go to the people and tell them that if you increase your efficiency by using tools and the in modern innovations you will have more benefit in fact you know right now uh, we started uh, i think you you must have seen our brahma facility yes. so the name implies you know it's in the brahma village brahmanandagar village and you know uh, whole idea of naming brahma was uh, uh, you know uh, if you have by hindu mythology uh you know um, brahma is creator shiva is destroyer and vishnu is in you know, operator right so if you if you you know compare it with uh, you know english mythology god is what g is governance o is operation and d is destruction so you know if if you really uh, break it into this the Brahm- innovation or you know creation starts with brahma so what we have seen that you know the major productivity hassle what we have our farmers do not have good genetics and access to that genetics so whole program of you know bringing technology unless and until you know you do not have scale of operation productivity of the animals we cannot really use that technology to the extent you know it is beneficial Did so we, what we uh, sorry yeah please no no i i wanted a bigger view from you uh, yeah. you rightly pointed out this whole genomics and, and the brahma lab and of course cow to cloud uh, yeah. that you that you talk about how do these things collaborate uh, because from an uh, outsider like me these look at look like different projects but what what are you trying to achieve uh, how do do they come together what is the big picture no the big picture is means, uh, first what i have told is that you know in terms of uh, productivity or in terms of uh, gdp contribution it's very important industry so whatever you know we bring in uh, you know more uh, money per cow to the uh, farmer's house it's going to benefit you know in a society in a very very big way so our holistic view is that uh, if you if you take now global warming and you know methane mitigation uh, we are largest uh, you know we are one of the largest producers of the milk at the same time per animal productivity we are the least so if you do you know complete uh, chain analysis or swat analysis of complete production to distribution 
so we try to find out the links so as as a holistic or global view uh, we want to uh, you know mitigate these shorter or you know small links which are not efficient so the biggest link was uh, you know genetics and they do not have genetics which will you know convert uh, fodder into milk so unless and until we do not have so just take example uh, us average production per cow is 12000 liters and india is about 1500 so if you if you and if you calculate the number of cows in india and we have that resources we have that many animals but we have very less productivity so it's a burden on the land burden on the food chain so from that view you know if we can improve say five folds or two folds it's a huge you know we can feed uh, the entire world yeah. so in a, in a olden days you know it was said that you know dood or honey ki or means milk and honey flows here so it's a country of milk and honey you know with prosperity sure. so what we are trying to bring in you know can we bring in uh, that revolution so the genetics was the you know missing link so we don't have animals which will give you you know 20 liters 30 mil- liters of milk stay healthy and at the same time you know use modern tools like genomics where you can do selection of the animals based on genomic and you you analyze the dna and you get the answers you know whether she will be productive or not so these are the cutting edge technologies which we are trying to use in fact you know means point which was not discussed earlier or yesterday was that we are also working on buffalo genomics so we are the only company in the rather you know in the world who who is actively trying to do something which will uh, help uh, buffalo uh, to you know selective breeding and genomic sequencing so we are trying to do we have taken a lot of approach because the bigger approach are uh, you know if you want to do complete genome sequence and it's very time consuming and very expensive so we have choose very novel approach of you know instead of uh doing a complete genome sequence we try to break the genome sequence in a, a small small part and try to do you know selection based on that so we can have these modern tools in very fast time so that is one part of uh, the story yeah. so in brahma you have seen that you know we started with uh, uh, sexel lab the whole idea is that you know we uh, we have millions of animals and uh, millions of animal get pregnant every year and Uh, they calf they get uh, with the better genetics with genomic selection uh, genomic selection they will have better uh, calves uh, which will produce at least two times three times higher than the mother's milk so once you have that but you know as a law of nature you will get only uh, half of the crop as a female and half of the crop as a male people will say that you know we are gender biased but we are more female gender biased not male one so it's good uh, yeah. for the society yeah. and you know now with modern uh, uh, you know agriculture implants there is no need of bulls uh, to plow the field so there is a uh, there is no need of uh, that many bulls in the place yes. so we started i think uh, concurrent with usa being you know advantage of 12 hours ahead of usa the first uh, sorted uh, semen or you know sexel semen where you have only x chromosome bearing sperms were produced in india and they are distributed in india so the if you take millions of cows and you know if we can extend all that facility for the millions of cows they will have millions of calf a year or at least half a million calf a year and they will you know they will be female 
so you know uh, because everybody talks about the doubling of income or making production twice so i think this is the only way where we can you know uh, double the farmer income or double the milk production in a span of 2 years and 2 and a half years so it's very promising technology which will bring in change now coming from the holistic view you know in the cows to cloud paradigm so let it go जमेंट ऑफ एनिमल्स so our cows to cloud initiative basically helps to deliver the management part of it uh, so whenever you register a cow with rfid the call all cows are registered with rfids and there uh, you know if you go to uh, if you want to buy a car you get a car and you have you know reminders set you have servicing of the car so a complete you know car industry you know you, if you see you know it's kind of a life cycle management so we want to really bring in life cycle management of cows so in this cows to cloud strategy complete life cycle management of cow is done so right from registration of cow their dna sequencing of the cows their health parameters of the cows their production parameters of the cow what uh, you know what genetics has been used so there is no inbreeding so suppose you know you use bull and uh, if you want to use uh, with the same daughter you want if you want to use same bull you know you will have a uh, genomics uh, uh, you know you will have same genetics coming in and you will have the issues there so all that information about you know progeny is also kept in this cloud and it is uh, simply disseminated with via sms i think with the mobile advantage we are trying to have you know simple uh, sms dissemination of all the in- information so people can sms us to our call centers uh, they can get every day to do list so uh, every aspect of cow uh, management right from calving of the cow when she will come to the first heat what kind of whether the calving ease was there or not so we we will try to have all that information in our cloud and once you have right now we have about 10000 cows on our cloud so with that information we will do data mining and you know we will have predictive analysis disease predictions modeling so all that once you have this kind of you know if you have islands of information you cannot really process that information you're talking big data here so we are talking about big data so once we have about 10000 or 20000 or 100000 animals on the cloud we will able to do big data analysis and we can predict trends and you know suppose whether there will be a scarcity of milk or you know what kind of disease prediction you will have even in fact you know we are trying to do we in, uh, we have now uh, blood profile labs also so we get uh, you know weekly uh, every month we get uh, the bloods of the animals so we know what what kind of nutrition management is done with them what kind of deficiencies are them so we are able to map uh, you know area specific deficiencies of different different minerals so i think you know uh, as a human we eat uh, you know everywhere but animal eats only the flora puna you know, of that area so they always have deficiency what is not there in their soil 
so we try to give them advice based on you know uh, that approach that your area is deficient in these minerals so all that information comes through our cloud so we can disseminate and take a wiser decision based on uh, analytics of this data uh, the other thing i saw was i mean of course the first time we met we discussed rfid a lot those days yeah uh, how has that journey been are there learnings from your experience with rfid because that could help others right uh, i saw a qr code based application or, or an app i saw a very interesting app now being developed or the herdman yeah. or something like so <clears throat> how's that journey been what, what are your lessons actually you know what we are trying to do is uh, with rfid was that uh, kind of non contact uh, uh, information gathering and try to have more information on the cow itself than you know trying to do it in the main database or uh, in a server so whole idea was to uh, have information disassociated or you know distributed uh, data storage kind of a stuff but you know if you want to really scale it to you know millions of cows it's very expensive so we have to find out ways to make it you know uh, cost effective so qr code came into the picture so we have concept called you know uh, you know we, we are using qr code as a pallet uh, passports so we have a concept called every pallet or every manufactured item has got a passport now with us so it's a new concept you know whenever you know you you emigrate or go to every anywhere you have your own passport as a basic identity of nationality or so we want to give that kind of identity to you know any every manufacturing product which goes into distribution so concept of you know pallet passports or individual passport of product came into the picture so what we are trying to do is we are trying to have that qr code information on the product pallet itself or product sku itself so it carries manufacturing date batch production data weight and all that information is available with that pallet so we, we are trying to use technology in a such a way that you know and try to anal use analogous uh, you know things which are you know uh, were used in different parts of the world <laughs> so in fact you know uh, our initiative that you know even we have done all our paperwork with the qr code so if if you have invoice from us if you have you know vouchers from us or any uh, paper document or, or any software document which will have a, a qr code on it oh, wow. and which can, it contains machine readable information so whenever you want to uh, read it you you are able to read it with simple you know qr code reader <laughs> and decode it and use into different application mm -hmm. so i think we are, we are very innovative in you know using Uh, these kind of uh, and it's very simple and widely used so this, uh, everything that you are saying uh, the genomics data and and and, and the data, and now you are doing buffalo also you said this will actually be quite a big data right on cattle in india what does one single cattle where how big is the data set like i'm just trying to estimate is it petabytes or would it go beyond that it, it will be depending upon you know we, we can have 4 to 5k per animal data but you know if you if you consider genome yeah. it's a very big data but you cannot really have complete genome sequence in uh, rfid <laughs> it's too, too it's too big data but we are not uh, but what we are trying to do is you know key information like traits information or which we can uh, put into rfid so kind of you know uh, fingerprinting of animals which we can do uh, genome finger, uh, fingerprinting i am talking about dna fingerprinting so 
in a future you know this kind of uh, you know fingerprinted uh, dna fingerprinted milk will come into the so we are really eyeing you know or really trying to have information because i think the next decade will be of the information so uh in how you use the information how you uh, the, the information will be the king mm. i think you asked me about what's going to happen in 10 years yeah so my answer to that is if you have information in silos you know it's not useful but uh, if you connect these all information silos and you want to take you know collective decision of all these information silos then i think uh, life will become easier we will become more efficient and i think it's that is happening so suppose you google it on anywhere and you with your credential what your likings are you know with artificial intelligence uh, systems are recording your liking giving you predictive analysis so i think uh, the next decade will be of you know uh, gathering gathered information processing and making you know wise decision based on that so probably you know we will have boats telling us uh, like you know in the past uh, our father and mother used to tell us that you know this is not good this is good you should behave this way that way probably you know in next decade our children's will be uh, taught by bots artificial ai bots that you know this decision is good for you so <laughs> maybe it's annoying but you know that's going to be the future so, so everything that you are telling me it's like uh, you look at a shoe company called you know like nike or adidas or even other companies they they don't for example it doesn't call itself a shoe company anymore so if if information is going to be where you so what ha- so will you not be essentially a core dairy company uh, then or so i'm just trying to understand like some companies call themselves we are now a data company we are no more that Uh, so, so <laughs> probably you know you can call us dairy data company <laughs> so the whole idea is that you know uh, uh, basic manufacturing if you if you take you know uh, you know anna vastra nivara what we call you know you, you need food you need clothing and you need housing so these are the basic three industries and then you know you have data as a topping or entertainment so i feel that you know unless and until uh, whatever uh, innovation happens in compute or whatever innovation happens in terms of other industry uh, if that really helps these basic manufacturing industry then you know uh, really tangible uh, life changing things will happen now if you consider you know mobile phones they assist you they assist you in navigating they assisting assist you in communication so suppose if you take uh, you know these basic fundamental requirements now there is a peripheral industry so once you satisfy the basic fundamentals then you know you tend to go into other uh, facets of the life so you want to have good quality of life you want to have good entertainment of then you want to have good communication <laughs> so these are the peripheral industry so we are working on core industry so we are trying to use peripheral industry development to encourage growth so what we are different from the rest of the crowd is that or we have we want to differentiate ourselves as by using uh, peripheral uh, you know industries or peripheral growth or peripheral development we want to really help the core industry because that's where you know real growth will come yeah. final uh, couple of questions which was one is 
do you see a role of things like automation robotics that people are talking about in 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 your dairy of future uh, there is man versus versus machine kind of debate happening how much role you see for robotics and automation in things that you do in india i think <clears throat> the unsafe jobs mundane jobs you know you do same job every day and uh, there is no skill set you know then you know <coughs> pick and please and wherever you know you require human uh, intelligence i don't feel that you know in near future that will get uh, displaced by robots but the mundane job like recording a temperature you know doing uh, sending from point a to point b some uh, product these kind of things will be taken over uh, by the robots or machines and, <coughs> but in terms of you know intellectual in thinking and uh, uh, wherever you know dexterity of human is required i don't think the technology is ripe enough to uh, really displace human so i don't worry about it in terms of that but what we are trying to do in our factories now is with the advance of you know uh sensor monitoring and iot's we are trying to bridge uh the information silos so what we are trying trying to do is or we are already developed technologies where you know we are giving operators the complete information set we are trying to give them you know what are the best practices or golden batches so whenever operator performs well and he get good product you know we record that batch and and what are the parameters he set and we try to encourage to use same set of parameters and uh, guide it uh, through that information so we will have better yields so we are trying to use uh, technology in a such a way that you know it really helps the operator to take a wiser decisions because normally the wiser decision are supposed to be taken in the board meetings <laughs> but we want them to them to happen uh, in the plant floors because the real uh, real growth of a company or real Uh, productivity loss it happens at the plant floor not at the boardroom yeah. and boardroom is the last guys where they will record it and they will do something so what we i feel is that you know if we drive uh, that boardroom productivity tools to plant floors then there'll be a real innovation in manufacturing place wow. so what we are trying to do is we are trying to have business intelligence bi tools mm-hmm. we are trying to have you know uh, kpis available to the plant operators that's where industry is really driving so we are trying to use all this automation data to give it back from where it originated and given the form where you know they will understand it and they can improve the processes so that's what you know sure. next task which we are doing here final question vishwas and that's more an entrepreneurial <laughs> question uh, you inherited uh, this business uh, from last generation now you are building it for the future hopefully for the next generation uh what defines you as an entrepreneurial family what are some of the core values that get passed on generation after generation uh and what are your own lessons in being a second generation entrepreneur in, in that sense i think it's very difficult question but you know <laughs> uh our uh, family values are you know uh, we are not uh, no more uh, owner of the business means uh, you always feel that you know i own it i i i control it and you have kind of tendency of you know uh, 
ownership so what we have been taught is that you are trustees of the companies or trustees of the what manufacturing companies you have so you have to see them nurture well so we don't own them we are we are the only trustee to see that you know they are growing and the baton has to be passed so we have to see that from that perspective and the moment you feel that it's my company own company so i can do whatever i want uh, then you know uh, probably the fall of the industry starts or disintegration starts so if you look uh, from holistic view as a trustee of the company so whatever good for the company if you start think that way then the whole paradigm shift of you know ownership or you know entrepreneurship will change so that's what you know uh, a 78 old uh, old year organization has taught me to do and i think we will try to pass on the same spirit uh, to our next generation and they will try to uh, continue the same philosophy you know, in the future godspeed with that yeah. it, it, it's been a pleasure talking to you vishwas sure. thank, thank you, you so much thank you